Hello, my name is Nick Spasic, and you're listening to From and Inspired by, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we talk about the 1988 horror comedies Nightmare Sisters and Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama with Haunted Garage frontman Dookie Flyswatter. David Dakota's Sorority Babes in the Slimeball Bolorama and Nightmare Sisters are notable for featuring the trio of 80s scream queens Linnea Quigley, Brink Stevens, and Michelle Bauer. They're low-budget bits of craziness loaded with bad jokes, buckets of blood, and copious nudity. Also in both films is actor Michael Sanya, better known as Dookie Fleiswater, frontman for the Los Angeles splatterpunk band Haunted Garage. He voiced the imp in Sorority Babes and played the mystic Omar in the opening to Nightmare Sisters. Additionally, Haunted Garage performed four of the songs heard in Nightmare Sisters. Beyond all of that, Fleiswater has written and acted in quite a few genre films you might be familiar with. We spoke about all of this via phone with Flyswatter earlier this year before his recent knee replacement surgery. so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me i do appreciate it yeah no problem i was really impressed uh when i was going through your wikipedia page i did not know that you had worked on frozen scream oh yeah that was like uh one of my first films how'd you come to be part of that like that's kind of become like a like it's an underrated classic, I, I I think, and it's gotten like a little bit more notice since uh, I believe it was Synapse put it out uh, on DVD for like the first time ever uh, a couple years ago. Oh wow, I was not even aware of that. I remember seeing it when it came out on uh, uh, on a, a video with one of Rena's other films, uh, like Lady Street Fighter or something like that. Um, but other than that, yeah, I was not uh, aware of it. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird movie. Um, it's not, uh, uh, a lot of like, uh, what I wrote, uh, remains in, in the film. Uh, uh, the, the lady that, uh, financed it and stars in it, Rena Harmon, um, uh, English wasn't her first language he was like i guess she used to do kind of like some like softcore films in germany and had kind of like a following there and everything was trying to get like into like doing more like r-rated films and exploitation films and and things like that so uh we got hooked up via somebody from the the the, uh science fiction uh the academy of sci-fi fantasy and horror films i forgot how and uh uh uh, basically, you know, uh, 
we were we were writing scripts, and she found out that we did, and we did it. It's we did the script on spec. Me and my uh, then girlfriend at the time, uh, um, uh, Celeste Hammond, and uh, uh, so uh, uh, we we were. It was it was like I guess she had a treatment that was about forty pages long, and uh, um, had a lot of long uh, passages in it. And uh, um, of, of dialogue that just kind of went on for like you know five or six pages, and uh, so we we like we did it and gave her like a ninety minute screenplay, and uh, um, we were pretty happy with it. And then uh, they went and then we watched and filmed some of it, and uh, I think the the, the um, um, guy who photographed it, Robert Quisado, also photographed. Uh, um, um, phantasm, and uh, we could tell on the set that they were changing some things, and that was, you know, you can. There was our 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 first crew. Uh, something was that amiss, but you know, also that's that's Hollywood. We were our first taste of that, and uh, uh, so we saw a rough cut of it, and it was just like, oh my god, what the hell is going on here? She. Uh, uh, um, Admitted some things that were there for for suspense. She admitted all, all the gore that we had written, and uh, uh, put back a lot of the long speeches and stuff like that. So it was like, okay, it was a learning experience. Uh, and then, uh, but some of what we wrote remained, uh, and and then they tried to get it, uh, you know, uh, picked up for distribution and. Uh, I guess they had a lot of problem with it. It was like about, they were trying to get it picked up for about a year, and uh, and they ended up just like uh, filming some stuff that was just had no relation to the other uh, plot. That was just like gore stuff that because nobody would pick it up because there wasn't enough gore suspense in it, and uh, uh, that's so. What you see is 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 that combination of. Uh, of things, yeah, it was a pretty funny movie. It's, it's, it's pretty bad, but, but you know, it got me uh, the credit of of my name on it. Got me uh, uh, into uh, uh, you know uh, my foot in the door, and other people like wanting to uh, talk to me about writing and stuff like that. Uh, namely, uh, uh, Fred only Ray Ray. I did a uh, um, prison shift for him not too long after that. Well, it's it, what's really interesting. I, I I misspoke. It's it's not uh, Synapse or Severn who put that out. Uh, it was uh, Vinegar Syndrome put it out as a a, a, a double feature with The Executioner Part Two a couple of years ago. <laughs> another another Rene Harmon uh, uh, interesting film. It it seems it seems like she's alive. I don't think so. I think she she died not too long ago. Um, I know wow. that her last the last movie she ever did uh, called Jungle Trap came out uh, like uh, they 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 found it like it had it had been filmed back like in 1990 and never released like never even edited together uh, and so that came out last year and it's 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 a trip. <laughs> It's about zombies in the jungle. <laughs> it, it's, it seems like 
like it was right around the time that like Haunted Garage got together that you really started appearing in a lot of movies. Was that sort of tied together? Yeah, that's just kind of like like happened was kind of like just some fortuitous happening, uh, and it, you know, and and it, it made me, uh, you know, if when you're, when you're more visible doing things and things happen and and stuff like that, so it was just like a really busy period. Uh, we started Garage around nineteen eighty six is when we started it, but it started like really rolling around eighty seven, eighty eight. And uh, that's when I was appearing in uh, things like uh, Surf Nazis Must Die and uh, Prison Ship, stuff like that. Well, I know, like, Linnea Quigley was, like, hanging around with that sort of scene, and it seems like you were you were in, like, three movies with her all within, like, one year. There's Sorority Babes and the Slime yeah, Club, yeah. and Hollywood and- Chainsaw Hookers and Nightmare Sisters. And David... David Dakota worked on Prison Ship. I met him through uh, uh, Fred Owen Ray, and uh, he liked what I was doing on that. You know, I, I wrote the screenplay to that, and uh, uh, I was in, in it, played uh, like one of the toadies uh, to the main villain in that movie. And uh, uh, so uh, uh, we, we got uh, to know each other, David, and... Uh, uh, he was just about to do the movie uh, The Amp, which turned into Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball Bulldorama. And you heard me doing a, a, a impression of, of uh, Audrey too from Little Shop of Horrors, and he decided he wanted that type of voice from uh, for The Amp. And so uh, that's how we got together, and uh, we hit it off. And he heard some of our music and uh, decided he, he wanted that for his, his next picture. Uh, Nightmare Sisters, and uh, we just sort of like did a, a couple films back to back. You know, uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Well, yeah, like I, I, if I recall correctly, isn't like didn't Nightmare Sisters shoot like as soon as Sorority Babes was was done? Like they were like yeah, back to back. I they were yeah they were they were really close, like maybe about a week apart. Uh, I I know I got my my mind is like the night before I shot them, you know, and I was like stumbling all over them and everything like that. But uh, and and we shot them in an apartment building that was going to be like torn down. Uh, 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 it, it it was pretty fun. <laughs> uh, there's there's uh, a lot of nice looking wet ladies, you know, in various stages of undress in there. And uh, they were all really nice too. It was like uh, all the big three uh, of of female exploitation: uh, Bruce Stevens and Linnea Quigley and uh, Michelle Bauer. I ran into all of them recently, and uh, they're they're just such fine women, uh, really sweet. Uh, but yeah, those were fun days back then. We were all having a really good time. And, uh, and and it, it was a lot of hard work too, but it was it was it was a lot of fun. Given like that, and it was great to do the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, that's like the the really cool thing is that you're like in that, and you know you've got like these really great songs that like fit really perfectly with Nightmare Sisters. Um, like were those songs that you had 
like already recorded or were those ones that you went in and well we hadn't recorded them but we had written everything except for the uh uh, uh, the opening, uh, the the title credit song. We wrote, we wrote that specifically for the film. The other uh, songs in the movie we were doing before live uh, on stage. Uh, that was our first recording of ever, of anything really. I think so, except for some like you know uh, low budget demos. it seems like a lot of the music that was recorded for that for like uh sort of lower budget horror movies in the 80s like was you know it was music that everybody really loved but it was so hard to find if not impossible because it was never released like what was sort of the 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 story behind like what became of those recordings well uh uh dave has talked about putting a a a soundtrack to uh, nightmare sisters but i don't know if it was gonna really happen but uh uh I'm 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 not quite sure why it it didn't fly, you know why why uh, uh, we didn't record sooner, or, or what happened to them and everything like that. Uh, we thought it, something might happen, but it just like never did, you know. I think Dave just just uh, got so prolific and, and so busy uh, that it just became something on the back burner. But I mean, like some of the music did eventually come out, although like years later. Uh... Well, yeah, years later, yeah, we recorded it, and uh, some of it that was on there, we uh, uh, we later did a film uh, called uh, uh, "What's Happening to Walter," which was na- finally released on DVD as uh, "Breakfast of the Aliens," and it's with uh, this comedian who used to have a TV show, making me laugh, uh, uh, Vic Dunlap. And uh, uh, who, who is in some weird movies like Night Patrol and stuff like that? And uh, 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 he starts as like you know this, this kind of like a slob that was to be a comedian, but not funny. And he accidentally uh, swallows a little alien in his breakfast and becomes this like insult comedian. Uh, so we found that someone turned out uh, they needed a band for that. That was like kind of weird for a club, club sequences. Someone uh, uh, turned us on to that. The guy who used to run the, this great gallery uh, out here called the Zero One Gallery, uh, Danny Pokno, I think his name was. Uh, and uh, they came and saw a performance and liked what we did. And uh, so, several of the songs uh, that uh, I think four that, that we also used for uh, uh, Nightmare Sisters. Uh, plus maybe more, a different one was used for uh, uh, that that movie too, and that's how we got recorded. We we made a deal with them that we could uh, uh, 
keep the uh, masters after it was over, and we pressed them into uh, two forty-fives, uh, 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 red and blue, and and with like three D packaging and, and stuff like that. So that came out like about a year later, and you can still get those on eBay. I still see those around. It's called Mother's Day. Like, in addition to, like, being a, a musician and an actor, like, you've done, like, some screenwriting, too, including Blood Diner, which just got, like, this deluxe reissue, <laughs> like, a Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's really nice-looking package. Uh, like, what, what what was it like to, to see that movie, like, finally, like, it, it seems to, like, kind of be getting its due as of late? Yeah, finally. The distributor, the people who backed it, the distributors pretty much like tried to bury it. Uh, they're very unhappy with it. Uh, it. I'm glad it's got legs. Uh, I'm, I'm glad people, uh, there's lots of really good reviews of it on YouTube and online and stuff like that. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that finally people uh, decided to uh, take to it uh, and, and are happy with the the, the humor and just, uh, uh, you know, uh, just enjoyed what we tried to do and, and, and just got into the fact that it's just, you know, goes, goes runs around like it's like, you know, like a runaway train on steroids, you know, and just like, you know, three stooges on acid, you know. I, I, I like, you know, it, it makes me feel very proud. Although, you know, I sort of got screwed in some ways on that film, so there's that. But uh, I was supposed to have a part in it as well. But uh, uh, as, as far as the screenwriter goes, it's like, uh, it's, it's really, uh, uh, although uh, uh, the, the director claims to have saved it and rewritten it, it's really close to uh, uh, what I wrote. So it's uh, of, of all the scripts uh, that I've written, uh, uh, Adam Bale is one and some, some others, and work I did for Fred, uh, Commando Squad. This one is like really close uh, to, to everything that, 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 uh, that we did. And, and so that it's, it being successful, uh, it gives me great pride because, like, you know, I know that, like, you know, I, was, I did something right, you know. It's been uh, lately that, like, Herschel Gordon-Lewis is kind of getting his due, like, you know, 50 years after the fact. And I, I think right, that, right. that may also have something to do with it. Like, he's, like, there's been all kinds of, like, really amazing re-releases of his films. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, he just passed away, poor guy. He was real sweetie. I, I, I've talked to him a few times. Uh, but yeah, 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 he's, 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 he didn't, he didn't serve for that film, but, uh, too many, too many guys getting killed and, uh, uh, just, 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 uh, I guess, I guess, uh, uh, not his style of filmmaking, but, uh, 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 uh like I said, it's, 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 uh, uh, uh it, it, it came out really good. I liked it. It was very really funny. So, um, like, I know, uh, like, Haunted Garage has, like, like reformed a few years back and plays shows. Um, what sort of projects do you have going on right now? Uh, well, about a year ago, we released the EP, and uh, we're writing some new material right now. And 
just kind of taking a little break so I could have knee surgery. And, uh, you know, looking to uh, go and uh, tour and, and uh, uh, you know, just, just do some more gigs and stuff like that. We just did a gig at Cafe Nina, this place out in uh, East Hollywood. And it was, it was really good. It was a lot of fun. And uh, just just plug it away, you know. It's, it's not uh, easy for an independent band like it used to be. You know, you have to really want it. You have to really... Uh, uh, do everything yourself and, and, and stuff like that and uh, uh, we're like older you know uh, you just have to like really I guess like want to have something to do really want the, want the music and really want to uh, entertain people and, and stuff like that so uh, it's besides being you know, like kind of like semi-retired not really having a regular job and everything like that uh, uh, it's, a, it's a good thing to do it's fun that's what keeps me busy and so that's what we just got asked to do some Halloween shows yesterday. So that's you know, uh, well written plan and stuff like that. Well, fantastic, sir. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me. This has been like really great. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much. And uh, it's been like fun doing all that stuff. Like, and Chase Off of Business is like one of my favorites too, and uh, stuff like that. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad what I did is uh, made some people happy and uh, made them laugh, and uh, uh, has has got some sort of place in cult film history. And 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 thanks for uh, talking to me about it. Thanks to Dookie Flyswatter for speaking with me. Vinegar Syndrome released Nightmare Sisters on Blu-ray in 2016, and you can find links to purchase the films we discussed and the music of Haunted Garage in the show notes for this episode, which are at FromAndInspiredBy.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at FromInspiredPod. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and Stitcher as well. Haunted Garage can be found on Facebook by searching for Haunted Garage. Please hit up the website and click on the Give Us Money button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees, and remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back in two weeks talking with Cal Everett, frontman for the power pop band 4 Out of 5 Doctors, about the house on Sorority Row. Until then, thanks for listening.